As we look toward 2010, what is the growing need for professional security education and what role will risk management play? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. Here to answer these questions today is Mark Lobel with PricewaterhouseCoopers and with ISACA's Security Management Committee. Mark, thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure, Tom. Thank you so much. Mark, just to start out, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and your current roles both with PricewaterhouseCoopers and with ISACA? Sure, absolutely. I've been uh, 25 years of business experience, the first uh, seven or so in the entertainment and media industry, then uh, MBA from Boston University, and then joined uh, Coopers and Library back then, now PricewaterhouseCoopers. And it's been a little over 15 years, and I've been a partner in the security practice for about five years now. And for ISACA, I'm on the Security Management Committee, which is helping guide ISACA in the uh, direction it wants to go and should be going in the information security space. And there's a bunch of us on that, and I'm also on the Practices and Guidance Committee as well for ISACA. Well, Mark, there's no doubt that the information security role has evolved significantly just in this decade. How does professional education have to evolve with that changing role? I think it needs to evolve significantly, and, and as we mature as a profession in information security, I think some of the additional disciplines that have come into the security realm, if you will, have to be added to professional security education. So specifically, ISACA has been working on a model uh, which we released earlier this year called the Business Model for Information Security, and there are lots of moving parts to it. and. Um, it, it's a great graphical representation of a security framework, but one of the cornerstones of it is people, process, and technology. And I don't think that's a surprise for anybody here, but organization and structure. And the thing that ties people, process, technology, and organization and structure are, you know, I'm going to paraphrase it, but unexpected events, um, enterprise architecture, and culture. Let me just focus on the culture one, for example. A lot of security people have come up the technology path. They haven't come up a path where they've studied organizational behavior and sociology. So just one example of how professional education needs to grow, we need sociologists in the security space who understand the current state of organizational culture and who are specialized in changing organizational behavior. I think that sociology point is one and finance and accounting is another. We need to understand the economic uh, realities inside the business to understand some of the pressures that may cause some of the behavior. So those are two pieces that I think need to be added to the professional education of a security person, a finance and accounting understanding and a sociology understanding. So, Mark, how do you make that happen? What specific recommendations would you make that really would improve security education? I think part of that has to be just, you know, where do individuals make time for this? Oh, sure. And I think it comes from two areas. First, it has to come from continuing professional education for practitioners in the field and practitioners joining the field from other disciplines. So, uh, it's again, that's something ISAC has been looking to create materials and in fact on the practices and guidances committee we're looking at what materials can be released from these areas um, and, and that sociology culture one 
is a piece that's under consideration right now. And I think it all. the second point is it comes back to university education and it comes back to the programs that are preparing professionals to be in this field as the, you know, as the beginning of their career. And to that point, again, ISAC is working with a number of leading universities looking at their security education and creating a template for what we think the security professional will need to be a fully well-rounded security professional in you know the next five to ten years. Mark, let's talk about risk management as well, and I think you probably can't separate that very far from you know security education and the information security professional. As the information security professional's role has evolved, what is the role now of risk management in an organization? That's a great question. What's the role of risk management in an organization? And I think that is, you know, directly intertwined with the security organization. So, at least a PwC defines it is you have an enterprise risk management umbrella inside an organization that covers all types of risk. So, legal, compliance, regulatory, operational. Um, if it's a financial services, there are you know, other uh, specific risks, you know, market risk and credit risk and so on. Um, and if you go with the assumption, which we do, it's baked into our, the ISACA business model for information security and PwC security practice as well, that security is a risk-based exercise, then A, you need to have security integrated into your overall enterprise risk management program for an organization, and B, your security organization has to be taking a risk-based approach, doing a yearly risk assessment, identifying what the risks, and then seeing how you can mitigate or protect against those risks, and driving your program there versus what I would say the alternative is a compliance-based approach where you get a checklist and then you tick every box on the checklist. Um, in our experience, however, a compliance-based approach is kind of the tail wagging the dog. You're not always identifying what's most important to the organization and addressing that in a consistent, coherent manner. Well, Mark, you see lots of different organizations, and more important, you see their information security cultures. How do these groups, what do they have to do to improve their risk management capabilities to get away from that checklist mentality? Um, good question, and I think it's going back to the basics and blocking and tackling of a just overall security strategy. The PwC Security Atlas approach to strategy starts with looking at the risk assessment and then looking across a set of security functional areas that map back to international standards because you're going to be asked compliance questions. There's no point in, in fighting that, you know, whether it's ISO, um, you know, whether it's back to the British, the old British standards, whether it's the Information Security Forum Standard of Good Practices, which I think is very good, um, you're going to be asked compliance to something. So how do you do that risk management approach and that risk management framework, starting with the risk assessment, and then make sure you've got an integrated framework to tick off your compliance obligations as part of managing the biggest risks for the organization? So I think to kind of answer your question, 
what are some of the biggest challenges? I think it's, do you have an integrated framework and have you thought of how you're going to take a risk-based approach, but make sure you're meeting your compliance obligations without creating a silo for every compliance obligation and duplicating tons of work while not addressing the organization's biggest risks. We're taking a different direction now, Mark. Um, frighteningly enough, we're about, what, five weeks away from 2010? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Five weeks away from 2010. Looking ahead, what do you see as being the biggest information security challenges for organizations? I think from the ISACA perspective and from the PwC perspective, we do a uh, global information security survey, and uh, some of the big things we saw, we just released a few weeks ago, and our 2010 survey, which is looking into next year, I would say cloud computing is maybe or maybe not number one on the list, but definitely very high because there's a compelling reason to move to a sourced capability from the speed and the dollar perspective. Cloud makes a lot of business sense, but people are rushing into it. Um, and they haven't thought through the risks. You know, once you go into the cloud, how do you get your data back out? What you know, it kind of comes back to a fundamental framework of looking at the data elements. Do you know what data elements you have? Do you know where those data elements are? Do you know what controls you have over those data elements? And do you know what laws or regulations or compliance obligations you have with those data elements? So if you start with the risk and take what those highest risks are to the data elements, and then you can answer those four questions of what do you have, where is it, what are the controls, and what are the regulatory and compliance obligations, and you look at that from a cloud perspective, well, A, maybe you have, you know what you have. You can't necessarily answer where it is if it's out in the cloud. So you need to be able to get a better answer to that question. Hopefully you know the controls, but again, a lot of businesses will rush and put data out in the cloud without understanding the controls consistently. And if you don't know where it is, you can't say what laws or regulations apply to that data consistently. So I, I would say cloud is one of the biggest one. And then the use of social networking is kind of the second biggest security challenge. The tools are maturing but not yet mature in that space. And employees are going to use them and companies are going to use them. You're not going to see if there, there are some cases where you can ban social networking. That's fine. But once the employee leaves home and still has intellectual property in their head, you can't stop them from you know, going onto a social networking site from their home computer. So do people have policies to address social networking? Only 23% of the respondents to our global security survey said they had policies associated with it. And then you know, do you have tools and methods to address the risks associated with it? Uh, again, those tools and methods were in the this thing. Social networking has moved so fast; those tools and methods are being created and deployed, but not as consistently and not as effectively as it needs to be. So, two biggest challenges, I'd say, or you know, not, it's not the top ten, but just two of them on the top ten: be social networking security and cloud security. And I get the sense that organizations know what the questions are when it comes to those topics, but finding the answers might be their big challenge? Uh, no. No, I'd say they need to find out the questions. 
again, it was a great example of a company that uh, was trying to stand up a new business value-creating application, uh, specifically around cloud. Uh, in this example, refers to cloud computing. And the uh, business owners went to the IT organization and said, you know, we need a server and we need this and we need this to run this application. We got the application, but we need the infrastructure. And the IT department came back and said, well, it's going to, we can't do it in this year's budget. It's got to be next year's budget. So we're 12 to 18 months out. And it's probably going to be, you know, hundred, $150,000. Yeah, probably can do it a little under 100,000, but that's about the range to stand up the dedicated infrastructure they were going to put in place. The guys took out their credit card. They went out to a cloud provider. It was $25,000, and they had it up and running in four weeks, maybe even a little bit sooner than that. So 18 months and $100,000, four weeks, and 30-some-odd-thousand dollars. They got an award from the CEO for moving so quickly. Guess which question didn't get asked in all that <laughs> In, in that quick drive to business value, what data elements are going, where are they going to be, do we have any compliance obligations, and if we need to unwind being in the cloud, how do we get the data back? You know, What about business continuity? What about disaster recovery? Tons of kind of basic blocking and tackling questions did not get asked, and we're seeing that again and again. So to your point, um, do companies know the questions? Uh, maybe they know the questions, but are they asking them? And then, yeah, they've got to get the answers. And some people have good answers to those questions these days, but not everyone. Sure. Now, it's an exciting time for someone wanting to get into the profession. I mean, information security has got the attention of everybody from the president on down. Given that, for someone starting their information security career today, Mark, what advice would you give to them? Oh, goodness. Um, I would say you need to be somebody who likes and understands change and is comfortable with change because things, if you're not, um, security may not be the place for you to be depending on which role and which space you take in information security. Uh, I would say consider a broader education. So uh, to the points earlier, talk. look at organizational behavior and think about a sociology class. Think about a basic finance class, as well as all the technology classes. I mean, look, you got to understand um, kind of the, the control framework, how COVID would play in, and uh, how an organization would implement that. And I think as we look forward to some of the new standards ISACA has and is looking towards, you're going to see um, some additional security frameworks and better integration of that business model for information security into the next version of COVID. So that's something a student should absolutely be tracking and be up on. Um, as well as, you know, again, all the basic blocking and tackling of confidentiality, integrity, and availability. So all the basics, and I'd add some of the next-level things for a long-term career in information security. Very good, Mark. I appreciate your time and your insight today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Mark Lobel with PricewaterhouseCoopers and ISACA Security Management Committee. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.